0: We begin with the letter A. A is for...
1: M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Sarge. With... Monster. Help, love me, and for... B- 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 please, help. Good yeah.
2: evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Is For Podcast. My name is Sarge, and joining me tonight are my brothers from another mother. I have danger, and I have monster. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Sir. Alright, so quick introductions out of the way, and they have to be quick this time, because on this episode that is for a podcast, we're going to talk about X-Men. And if you know anything about this Marvel franchise, you know that this timeline and everything else that has to do with X-Men is convoluted as all get-up. What's your favorite X-Men there, Danger? Oh, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i uh, I'm actually going to go with old Jubilee here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, yeah. nobody's Miss, favorite X Men is Jubilee. Miss Fireworks, no. Um, actually, I uh, I'm gonna go with Gambit. Gambit was always my favorite as a kid. Uh, Monster was actually saying just before this that Wolverine was everybody's favorite, and I think I think he's a safe choice, even though he's the bad, the the bad character, the bad guy, the the cool guy. Right. But yeah, he's a I don't know. Wolverine's kind of overplayed. Uh, Gambit, mm-hmm. Gambit's Gambit's where it's at.
2: Mm -hmm. what about you monster who's yours
1: well it'll probably come as no surprise that I like the uh, crazier looking freakier looking mutants so my personal favorite's always been Nightcrawler I liked his ability to teleport I liked his kind of weird otherworldly kind of looks like a blue alien also liked his accent I thought he was pretty cool all the way around Russian Yeah. Russian Yeah. yeah
0: yeah. No, I I, I knew he was Russian. I was
1: just like, I didn't realize you had an affinity for a Russian accent. I just liked the fact that it was an accent. Um, I also really liked Beast, and I think he was voiced by Kelsey Grammer on the Fox Kids show, or at least somebody doing a Kelsey well, Grammer impersonation.
0: Well, he, uh, he was portrayed by Kelsey Grammer
1: in the uh, third movie, I believe. Okay, maybe I'm getting my stuff mixed up, but yeah, I liked how he was big and hairy and scary looking, but super in the 60s, intelligent, and he was,
0: well articulate. In the 60s, he was not. But you know. no, no, yeah. no. I, uh, I again, I didn't realize you, were, you had such an affinity for a Russian accent. When you and the misses are, you know, getting intimate, do you ever say just t- ask me to buy a potato in a Russian accent? Not <laughs> often.
1: I'm not saying never, but it's
2: not frequent. Yeah. All right, Sarge. What's up? Who's your favorite, favorite X-Men? Well, it's a toss-up between Rogue, who has been uh, Gambit's longtime crush forever in a, in, a, mm-hmm. in a year. But the reason why I liked Rogue, especially growing up, is the old school, I believe it was the volume three edition of the comics that introduced Rogue into it. Uh, she had an interesting backstory. She was the closest to normal That you could have as a mutant. Because all she had to do technically. Was wear gloves and not punch people. Because on top of her. her, uh, Soul stealing life stealing abilities. She could also. She also had superhuman strength. And could fly to a degree. I don't remember like how far. But I think it was based more on her ability. To manipulate her strength. And you know. Launch. So in the cartoon she could
0: fly for prolonged mm-hmm. periods of time. In the comics, as I remember, because it's been a long time since I've actually read comics in general, which uh, you know, I should do some more of, but uh, I think she could kind of leap really, really far, kind of like the Hulk mm-hmm. could do, could like jump like a mile or something like that. Um, I think she could do something similar. I think at one point she did learn to control it a bit more. But um uh, yeah, and and as far as Gambit, uh, Rogue being Gambit's crush, I don't know if she was specifically a crush or if she was uh, an available woman, <laughs> and <laughs> if it was an attractive woman, Gambit was uh, trying to put his um, his New Orleans, his Bayou charm on whatever that woman that was. His swamp charm. Yes, yeah, uh, he did a. He never led with. I'm swampy. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, you know, he, but he, but he had the charm. He had the suave. He had, or he, he, he was very suave. He
2: had the the swagger. And he and he had the name to back it up. Remy LeBeau. That's right. I mean, he he right. had the name to back it up. Anyone I mean, with the first name of Remy has got game. I mean, he could you speak know, to himself in the third person and get away with it. Yeah,
0: he could. He could, and I feel like it would have been really, really easy for him to be like. Hey Shari,
2: I got a L- Remy Le bonheur for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it only took five minutes and nineteen seconds for the first dick joke. All right, we're on it. We're on, a, we're on records here. So mm. for anyone that has lived under a rock their entire life and don't know about X Men, X Men was generated in 1963 by Stanley, following the success Spider Man and uh, the Hulk, a couple others. He did say in an interview, I think it was in 2016 or no, was it 2016? I don't know. I don't, no, no 20, 2013. It was one of his interviews, Stan Lee did. I've got so many dates on my paperwork, it's not even funny anymore, that he said hey, he got lazy. He said he got lazy when he generated mutants and in this entire timeline. Because he said not everyone can get bit by a radioactive spider. It, yeah. it is it is interesting, and for those people who don't know much about comic books, and you gentlemen, correct me if I'm wrong, but usually the standard in the comic book world is uh, a volume covers one year, and one year, one volume has t- roughly 12 to 16 issues, depending on whether there's crossovers or not that happen inside of said issues. Now, sometimes it's different.
0: Is this the part where I correct you? You can correct me if you need okay, to. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't think a volume is any set period of time. I think at one point it was around a year, a certain set of issues, a certain mm-hmm. number of issues, but it it quickly kind of branched out from that, and it kind of turned into more of uh, it, the story. If the storyline wraps up, you know, then they will wrap up that volume, and then they'll launch another volume. The problem was is that you know the set number of issues was more in the 60s to mid 70s and then it got out of that uh what we had was people like uh uh, chris claremont who was one of the biggest writers on the x-men uh was doing like 80 90 issue volumes (laughs) and and it completely changed everything and now a volume can be five issues ten issues or Thirty issues.
2: Well, before we get into these crossovers and timelines, uh nineteen sixty-three to nineteen seventy one, I believe, was for was volume one of the X-Men, with the very first X-Men comic book being graded at a nine point three or a nine point six, selling for five hundred and ninety thousand dollars. I do remember that obscene number for a comic book. Wasn't as bad as the first Superman, but it was still pretty bad. Um And because it didn't gain as much traction as, as Stanley hoped it would and writer, Jack, uh, artist, Jack Kirby, they actually got canceled from 73. I believe it was 73 to about 75 when it was brought back out with a new storyboard, uh, storyboard director. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Well,
0: the, uh, the, the first run of X-Men where it wasn't a very successful run and it was only one that really in hindsight, you'd go back to it and it'd be like, Oh, well, this is cool. This is where it started, but it really wasn't great. You know, it was, it was fine at best. Um, like that was when beast wasn't blue and hairy. Yes. Uh, he was just a stocky, you know,
1: stocky guy with back hair with lots of back hair. Yeah i would imagine a lot of people are like me and i mean I, I liked comic books when i was a kid but that fox animation studios television show was my introduction in the in the early mid 90s and that's sort of like when i think of x-men that's the the drawing and yeah. the art the artistic version that i'm associated with <laughs> What? Okay, what a badass intro song. That Yeah. That's right up there with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I mean, yeah. that is just No, that's a I'm, riff,
0: baby. That's a riff. Uh it 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 it's up there. It's at the top. But Mighty Morphin Power
1: Rangers is not there. As as the kids say, it slaps.
2: It slaps. So it's, it's, speaking it's, of <laughs> slapping, let's slap some of our viewers in the face you've seen, X-Men. We have the- viewers? Right. yes viewers right. listeners it doesn't matter because we're going we're doing both mediums anymore there oh, if i they,
1: if i knew there were cameras were on i would have put a shirt on they okay.
2: are oh yeah, pants on they're ear Shoot. ear viewers ear, ear viewers. viewers viewer ear. viewership however ear you want to listen ear viewers yeah. so it is widely stinky. accepted <laughs> that the name for the x-men come from char uh, from professor charles xavier Mm-hmm. And according to Stan Lee, that is not true at all. No, it's not. The original explanation for the name back in 1963, when pitched for creation, is that the mutants possess an extra power, one, one which ordinary humans do not. So the X and x stand for extra power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing. I didn't I
0: think, know that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know that. Uh, no, it uh it, so I sorry, go on, monster. I will I'll fill I'll give my two cents on all that after you. Well monster. I was just
1: gonna say we can all agree that Stanley is a is a genius, he's a brilliant man. He was um, yes he And
2: some
1: sometimes quarters. and sometimes he took the simplest explanation and just ran with it. Like an Oakham's razor. Uh, he got bit by a spider. Uh, he's Sp- Spider Man. Like, I mean, come on.
0: So, going back to what you were saying before, Sarge, about how Stan Lee said he got lazy. Okay, I don't think he got lazy with the X-Men. I think the X-Men were probably some ideas that he had kind of floating around. Um, th- there, there's a, a cat, okay, Catman. Um, yeah, right. so. I think it probably was a combination, like all these like characters and ideas that he had floating around, and then he was like, "Okay, I need to do something else. Need to put out another thing. Let's do a team comic." And then he just got lazy on the polishing of things, and so it was like the the whole thing wasn't lazy, just the the finale, the the finishing of everything was lazy. Because I mean, we I'm pretty can- sure, I'm pretty sure at one point he was there in the room with Jack Kirby, and Jack was like. You know, so what do they look like? And he was like, they got some extra stuff on them. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> we got I mean, men that do extra stuff. Yeah, us call can, them extra men. We, Wait, we, can honestly,
2: s- we can honestly say that Stan Lee it was the Stephen King of his genre, right? Of, mm-hmm. of, of his medium of comic books. So yes, he did get lazy following Spider-Man, the Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, stuff like that, right? <laughs> Even his name is lazy.
1: His <laughs> first and last name is just a first name for most people. It's ridiculous. It's okay. Okay. It's... What was Stanley's
0: real name? I don't know. I know? To it. No, we're we're, don't we're know. not talking about S for Stanley. I know, but, you, but, you, L. But, but Monster brought it up. His real name is Stanley Lieber, and he actually changed it to Stan Lee because he wanted to be a writer, but he could only get a job at Cut Books, and he didn't want to lose credibility. And so you changed his name to
2: Stan Lee. You should have just and kept then... Stan Lee Lee Lieber. No. So moving on, <laughs> the early X-Men team is not consist of what most of our listeners know, right? So the original had Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Beast, Angel, mm-hmm. and Iceman, and the enemies that they fought on a regular basis in the comic or, books was— Or Val Kilmer. Nice, and and the <laughs> their their enemies that they warm. faced all the time was Magneto, the Brotherhood of Evil consisting of Mastermind, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Toad. There was oh gosh eleven iterations of the X Men. If I rem- I, have, I have them written down here, so we have the original run, which consisted of the nineteen sixty three to nineteen seventy three. It's just a generally accepted run of these. And then you had the 73 to 83 of the Claremont era. And then Blue and Gold, the Morrison era, X-Men Reloaded, Messiah Trilogy, Schism through Regenesis, Time Displaced, the Terrigan Cloud. Terrigan. Yeah, Terrigan Cloud uh, resurrects with a big action. There you go. Um, And the croacon age of x-men is the one that we're up to from 2018 on you missed a couple but that's fine (laughs) these are these are these are the marvel accepted listing i mean it
0: it gets a little complicated because there's little side stories and crossovers i mean you have you have
2: old man logan you have marvel versus dc you have uh dark phoenix she had her own she had her own comic book series uh sabretooth had his own co- his own co- i mean yes the yeah, list they, goes on and on and on but these are the main plot hubs that marvel says these 11 these 11 uh series is what we generally accept no so, it's that that's fine uh where does sure. the
1: animated series fall into
2: this we'll get there cuz that's really the only one i'm familiar with you're actually familiar with what we're gonna talk about next, and this is gonna be probably the hardest thing that we're gonna to have to talk about and follow through with this, because like I didn't know this and, and and this is a lot. You guys can like jump in at 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 any point, okay? I will at nausea I'm, I'm ready. Thank you. Jump. The Uncanny X-Men game, nineteen eighty-nine released on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh my god. I'm about to have PTSD. Yeah, that uh,
0: that was a game that yeah. created uh trauma, just okay. like childhood trauma. Yes, Bad. it gets it gets better. Oh, we know. I it, it anything was better than that game.
2: The characters that the playable characters in that game were only Colossus, Cyclops, Iceman, Nightcrawler, Storm, and Wolverine. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, in 1989, released for the Commodore 64, was X Men Madness and Murder World. Yeah, I never played that one. Nope, I never played that one. I couldn't find too much on that one because I was like, I had a Commodore 64. My dad had a Commodore 64 growing up. God, I do Nintendo know
0: no game. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I I do know the Madness and Murder World uh, storyline. I have those comics. I have a lot of comics, like more than I realized I
2: had until recently. In 1989, X-Men 2, The Fall of the Mutants, released for PC only. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Now, this is where the timeline, even in video games, starts to get a little janky. In 1992, X-Men released in 1992 as an arcade game. Right? We know this. Classic. Classic. Best beat-em-ups
1: ever.
0: Yeah, I actually got to play it not too long ago as an adult, and it was so
1: much fun. It Still was just, fun. It was. Still it was
0: fun. so so good, and it was a lot of fun because I was also able to legally drink beer in public. Yes. and Play the game, which
2: was which which just added an element. It okay. helps. Yeah. What's next, Sarge? The next one is in 2010 X Men game. PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, 2011 iOS 13, and 2011 Android Series 14. That's all the original X-Men game from 1992. No, no. no, Hold on, there's more. Just wait, there's more. Well, you skipped, like, my favorite. I did not. All right, come back. uh, This is the original released. X Men that has been remastered for arcade, PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, iOS Thirteen, okay. Okay. and Android Fourteen. So I think a full game
0: has been remastered. Okay, yes, cool. okay. I didn't
2: realize that. Go on. It is, it is a st- this one. I I had to put these ad these notes in there because I knew you guys would need some help because I needed some help with this. All right, it is the side-scrolling beat 'em up developed by Konami, featuring Colossus, Cyclops, Dazzler, Nightcrawler, Storm, and Wolverine against several villains. The multiplayer game was released in uh, four to six players. It holds the Guinness World Record of most simultaneous players on an arcade game. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, Sarge. Um, whatever the hell you just
0: did, Monster, I was looking at your crotch <laughs> for like a good 30 seconds, and it was just madness on a microphone in my ears. Alright, Sarge, you want to start that whole part
1: back over? I just realized this is pry off, and I don't have a... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I can... Uh... Make that because, happen in here. Because because
0: Monster did not prepare, he just completely <laughs> interrupt and botched your entire part that you okay. just did.
1: All I did was move my
0: laptop. There's so
2: much noise in the microphone, but go on. Go on. Sorry. So the original X Men holds the world record for the most simultaneous players on an arcade game. Uh uses a two monitor display. The release on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 consoles via the PlayStation Network and Xbox game, uh, live arc, excuse me, live arcade, respectively. There's that one. Moving down to some of y'all's favorites, we have Spider Man and X Men the Arcade Revenge. Mm hmm. That was, released, good that was fun. Released in 1993 and then 1992 on uh, Genesis and Super Nintendo, 93 is Game Boy, 94 a Game Gear. X-Men original release of 1993 on the Genesis.
1: Yes, that, that is that. Yeah, that's
0: it right there. That's um, the jam. Yes, yes. Um,
2: 1994 on Game Gear exclusively another remastered version. And then in 1994, they also released on Super Nintendo X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. They didn't play that one. Me neither. Uh, and then they made an arcade game, a PC game, a PlayStation game, and a Sega Saturn game called X Men: Child of Adam, back in 1994, 1995, respectively. I think that I was remember one of, a one-on-one fighting game, right? Uh, let's see. So. Yep. Yeah, uh, it,
1: was a, it was a tournament fighter. I, I played that one a little bit. now yeah, I remember. I remember that one.
0: Um, and like when I was wondering where I could get it. Um, I realized I couldn't get it anymore because the Sega Saturn was no more because it was it did not last long. I have one. No, I know you do, and that's fine. Like Once made, they lasted for a while if you took care of them, but as a business move, it did not.
1: Yeah, I'm one of 24 people in the entire world who bought one.
2: Yep. X-Men 2 Clone Wars was released in 1995 on the Sega Genesis featuring Beast, Cyclops, Gambit, Magneto, Nightcrawler, Psylocke, and Wolverine, of course. I don't know that one. Was that a Star Wars crossover? No, no, yeah, it was Clone no
1: Wars. Touch that. So. that one was pretty good. That one's uh, most people think that one's better than the first X Men that was on Sega Genesis. But I didn't, I didn't own that one. I
2: played it, but I owned the first one. And that so. Sega, that Sega one though was, I spent yes. many hours. Now here's an arcade game I spent many a quarters playing. And I only played one side of this. The X-Men versus Street Fighter arcade release in 1996. It was a damn good one, just so good. It holds the Guinness World Record of the first fighting game to feature a tag team tag-out style fighting. Now
1: that was actually X-Men versus Street Fighter. It wasn't Capcom versus Marvel?
2: No, no. that was that was okay. X-Men versus Street Fighter. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Because yeah. the like the stalemate lockout was Beast and Blanca. Yeah. Now the uh, the uh, Marvel versus Capcom uh,
0: came shortly after that, if I remember correctly. Because it was such a hit, they went ahead
2: and went full on with properties. X Men Three Mojo World in nineteen ninety six on Game Gear. Uh, let's see, we have uh, X Men: The Ravages of Apocalypse. PC only 1997
0: there as as time goes on they just started spitting out more and more and more and then once the
2: movies came out they just
0: kept doing more
2: oh, oh it boy. gets uh, here we go we have Monster Academy in 2000 for Game Boy and PlayStation then we had Mutant Wars for Game Boy Color and we had Mutant Academy 2 for PlayStation uh Reign of Apocalypse for Game Boy Advanced uh x-men next dimension for gamecube playstation 2 and xbox uh legends came out in 2004 for gamecube playstation 2 and xbox now that was a lot of fun i did play a lot of that Mm -hmm. monster you got something yeah
1: what do you got monster so you guys are you're you're bringing up all the video games when i was a kid i was a big fan of board games That had miniatures. Do either one of you remember a game from
2: 1994?
1: X Men Under Siege. Do you remember this at all?
2: I do. I never played it though. I lived in the great country of Turkey back in 1994. So, no, I do not remember it. Okay.
1: I had this game and I absolutely loved it. I don't even remember how you played. All I remember is it came with 18 little figurines. Of X-Men characters and it was it, it, it was like the figurines were secondary to like how you actually played the game it wasn't like it I don't even remember it had something to do with like fighting or something but those were the coolest little figurines they were just silver you know like a lot of those kind of like Dungeons and Dragons miniatures are you can paint them if you want uh, but they're very uh, detailed and a lot it, it had the big ones, it had Wolverine and Cyclops and whatever, but it also had Cable and Bishop and some of the slightly lesser known characters. But I, I didn't want you to get too far ahead since that was from the nineties, but I wanted to throw that out it, there. It like, It's
0: cool. I do remember the game. I don't I don't think I ever played it though, but um I, I probably it's
2: probably at my mom and dad's house actually. <laughs> well did you know what came out in 2006? No, but you're going to tell us. I am going to tell you. It's called X-Men, the official game. So apparently every game before this that I've read off is not the official game.
0: So, like, we've been in unofficial territory before now. But now, (laughs) now it's official. Now, was it official, like, the
2: movie or, or, or what? Like... Well, I don't know. It came out 2006 on GameCube, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo DS, PC, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and Xbox 360. It features Wolverine, Iceman, and Nightcrawler. Um, And it's supposed to tie in with the 2006 X-Men Last Stand film. It was a terrible movie. Monster, go get a bottle opener.
0: Just go get a bottle opener and then come back no i'm good i'm good y'all go ahead i've been watching you fight physics while he's talking about x-men games and i mean while it's entertaining i actually really enjoyed the conversation about the x-men games (laughs)
1: well i mean i i thought my ring could do it i thought this coat hanger could do it um i broke it uh two ink pens trying to do it um but no i don't want to leave so please continue
2: 2011 on uh, Nintendo DS, PlayStation 3, the Wii and Xbox 360 was X-Men Destiny written by Mike Carey who wrote the entire story for the game. I've never played that game. Nope, neither. Um and then uh finally the final game that has come out was May of 2014 on iOS and Android Touch and other mobile devices was the Uncanny X-Men The Days of Future Past, which uh, features Wolverine, Kitty Pride, Scarlet Witch, Colossus, Cyclops, Storm, and Polaris, based on the 1981 Days of Future Past comic book story arc. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm
0: actually quite curious about that because do you know... The biggest difference between the Days of Future Past comic storyline and the movie Days of Future Past. Do you know what the biggest change is overall?
2: So, full disclosure: I did not watch Days of Future Past the movie, so I have no clue whatsoever. Okay, it was it was a fine
0: movie. Uh, it was uh, it had some really good parts to it. It was the Quicksilver in it was was fantastic, but they they changed the characters that go back in time from the comic in the movie. And I understand why they did it because it was more entertaining to see Wolverine go back in time than it was to watch Kitty Pride go back in time like it was in the comics. And so I wonder with it being a days of future past and being released around the time of the movie, which one was it in the game? I have no idea. I'll probably find out after this. Maybe not. I don't know. Probably not. I'll probably get distracted. Let's be honest. I know myself.
2: shiny object syndrome so that's all the games so far there is one game that is untitled ready to be released on playstation 5 Whenever playstation 5 uh whenever the game's ready for the the console for the next gen console so it's under development i could not find anything on it no working titles or anything like that i tried ladies and gentlemen but honestly i don't care about playstation so my my give a damn wasn't all that high who's the developer It doesn't say, and I didn't take the time to really... Again, it's PlayStation.
0: Well, I just wonder if they are going to use the X-Men to kind of build that um, Marvel game universe like they did with the Avengers game and then the Spider-Man game. So
2: the issue is is a lot of these games were developed uh, with Activision, right? Uh, Activision Mm -hmm. is currently in the works to be purchased by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, activision Blizzard is what it's technically called now yeah soon it's just going to be a subsidiary of Microsoft uh we're well, good at, at, at least that's my hope in it
0: so wait yeah so a lot of the other x-men games were developed by activision
2: uh, yeah like <coughs> uh the 2011 uh x-men destiny was uh developed by Silicon knights and published by uh activision under Silicon Knights under silicon knights uh i like silicon knights the the offic- x-men official up. game of 2006 was developed and published by activision itself so, no, and, yes
0: but i also wonder if the disney fox deal is going to change that at all because personally i think it'd be great to have the um the energy, the money, the the talent put into an X Men game that was in the uh, the Spider Man game and the Avengers game was not a bad game by any means. No, was so not. I think it got a really bad rap because character developer character design was off and the trailer, but they fixed it by the time the game rolled around. So,
2: so moving on past games and understand, ladies and gentlemen, this will end up being a two part. Because there is so much that we have to dive into. Uh, This is just skimming the surface of every single one of these because there is so much good within these things that we can actually talk about good and bad. And this is where some of the bad comes in. In 2000, we had X Men, the movie. It was bad. In 03 we had X Two. That was his name, X Two. That was good. It was a good movie. 2006, we had X Men Last Stand. That was a bad movie. Two thousand and nine, we had X Men Origins Wolverine. That was a bad movie. Two thousand and eleven, X Men First Class. That's a good movie. Two thousand and thirteen, The Wolverine. That was actually okay. Yeah, that was that was an okay movie. Uh, X Men uh, Days of Future Past in twenty fourteen. That's a fun movie. And Deadpool in twenty sixteen great movie. Great that was a great, Now, I want to really just kill your mind with some, with something I found out about this. I didn't even know, but I'll continue. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse in 2016, Logan in 2017, and Deadpool 2 in 2018 is the Apocalypse last... Apocalypse is bad, Logan was fantastic, and Deadpool 2 was great. Sorry,
1: I wanted to give my opinion on all of the things.
2: Oh, you're fine, you're fine.
1: I've seen probably 4 of the ones
2: you mentioned. <laughs> Both Deadpool movies are great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Alright, July 14th, 2000, X-Men had a production budget of $75 million. It's Remember, how we, week- were,
0: remember how we were talking about how with uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, $30 million was seen as too much?
2: <laughs> Alright, here we go. I gotta find it here. Okay, it's opening day weekend was $55 million. I'm gonna round up for simplicity's sake. Yep. Uh, let me see here. Let me go back to this guy here. I saw that at the drive-in. Oh yeah, yeah. Domestic box office wide for that year was hundred and fifty-eight million, and worldwide box office was about three hundred million. That's a return, but it doesn't deserve That's, it. Yeah. yeah, not not <laughs> terrible for that two thousands movie where they're introducing comic book genre into. Into the two thousands, right? We all know how some of these movies that have gone off of comic books and video games in the past panned out.
1: Well, this that's... is before the big
0: surge of Marvel. Yeah. yes, yeah. But I mean, you know, we had uh, Blade and and whatnot before that were yeah. that were decent movies. I mean,
2: a know. lot of people didn't think of Blade, and and I can say this because you know I. I served in the military. I served with a bunch of people. I served with people that never saw cows out in the wild before. Okay, I think well, it'd be are... a
0: shame if you were named Sergeant didn't serve in the military. I know, but... right?
2: Well, there's some people out there who've been caught up in some lies.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not an actual monster. No, well, no you're not
2: <laughs> And I am the least dangerous person that we know You are the least dangerous person on the planet. planet So I can I can see like People told me that they didn't know Blade was based on a comic book series mm-hmm. That they thought Blade was just a, a character That Mar- that Marvel made up To hunt vampires They honestly thought it was a vampire movie And that's all it was And then when you tell them that there's an entire story arc Behind Blade They lose their mind Mm-hmm so in the year two thousand, after the flop of like movies like you know, we're gonna say it, Mario Brothers, uh, the old school Mario Brothers, um, and and a couple you, other, ad- you ad- watch and, your mouth, and a couple <laughs> other adaptations, X the,
1: the one that came to my mind was Spawn,
2: yeah, yes, that was that was, that which was just
1: I have a soft spot in my heart for Spawn because, not not to derail us here for a minute, but I bought a really cheap DVD player when I was a kid i was making like my own movie room at my parents house and that was the first dvd i bought and watched and so does it suck absolutely but do i like it yeah
0: a lot <laughs> I, okay i'll actually give you the same thing like i just have a, a soft spot for it as well um but it i have no like Fondness for the movie and no happiness wrapped up into the movie, but Michael John, Leguizamo. White, John
1: Leguizamo. John yeah, I mean, come on, now.
0: it's uh, God, it's so bad. Ugh, yeah, I love it. Oh, I All hate right. John Leguizamo anyway, but you know, he was he was he was a fine clown.
2: <laughs> All right, May of two thousand and three, X Men two. So three years later, X Men two with a budget of one hundred and twenty five million. Brought home 85 million mm. on opening weekend, 215 million domestic, and 406 million worldwide. Respectable. Respectable. Respectable return on investments.
0: And I actually think the first movie hurt it because Brian Singer, director, he actually said that when he was making the first movie, he knew he was getting a second one out of it, but he felt like he was making a commercial for the second movie.
2: The entire so here's where, here's where Shit gets dicey For the X-Men movie franchise X-Men Last Stand In 2006, three, three more years later $210 million budget So they raised their budget by $75, almost $80 million Most
0: of that was spent on, on
2: talent uh, deme- uh, Opening weekend $103 million So you, gotta, you, oh, you didn't even come close To recouping your money at that point no. domestic box office 234 million for the year so barely within 20 million dollars made their budget back and uh worldwide 459 million dollars not that big of an increase from x-men 2 to last stand right three more years later you notice in a trend here ladies and gentlemen X Men Origins Wolverine was given a reduced budget of 150 million. Opening weekend brought in 85 million, so about 25 million less than the previous movie. Uh, 179 million domestic, which is about 40 or 50 million short of the previous, and only 374 million worldwide, so about 100 was, million short.
1: Was from what I understood the wolverine like origin x-men origins wolverine was supposed to be like a whole spinoff thing right like yep. they were going to do origin yes. films yep. on several characters yes and i know they was... had a magneto planned okay um and and it did so poorly that they just scrapped all that i guess
2: Yeah, and they they went with first class uh, Three years later to try to Well, two years later to try to uh, Bump it They gave it a slightly Higher budget by just $10 million But returns were Actually less Than the 2009 X-Men Origins Wolverine Yep, because people (laughs) had just lost faith Yes, now in 2013 The Wolverine Came out with a 115 million dollar budget and again it didn't uh domestically on opening weekend was only 53 million uh box office wide was only 132 million which did less than first class but worldwide gained that million it lost back with 417 million dollars
1: now which one introduced Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool was that Origins or was that the Wolverine? That was Origins. That is a touchy okay.
2: subject, my friend. Oh,
1: I know, I know. It, yeah. it especially,
2: with Ryan, especially with Ryan Reynolds. Especially with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah,
1: it is offensive how bad that was. But yeah, they eventually made up for it with the Deadpool movies. But I, for some reason, and I've never seen Logan, but I know what it is and everything. Oh, you should. You. Have I know. So I know. It's on the list. I've seen X Men. I've seen Wolverine, X Men Origins, and I've I know what Logan is, but for some reason, the Wolverine is a
2: complete blank spot. I don't. So, uh, Sarge, you saw the Wolverine? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, the yeah. Wolverine was the one where it introduced uh, Logan out in uh, exile.
0: So, in the comics, uh, Wolverine had his own comic story. Uh, Mm -hmm. a a series it was a a really good series but at one point he goes to uh feudal japan and Mm -hmm. um and and indulges himself and envelops i don't know really dives Mm -hmm. into the samurai world the samurai lifestyle and it kind of it really dove into that um that whole thing,
2: yeah. Okay. the 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 movie we're talking about it shows Wolverine in exile after having killed Jean Grey and a couple others, and a lot, lot lot of his people dying. So he's in exile, and then it flashes back to where he was in Japan when one of the atomic bombs fell, and he saved a Japanese soldier's life while he was a prisoner and blood debt, and yada 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 yada. It's it's actually it gave it gave the Wolverine character his wish of mortality. For a short amount of time, before he gave it up to save his to save more people, et cetera, et cetera. It's actually a fairly decent movie. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stick to the comic books. If you read the comic books, it does not stick to anything close to the Wolverine story arc in the comic books because it's like Danger says it's it's when he's a air quoting younger Wolverine Mm -hmm. going through his life.
0: Yeah. So in the comics, that was just something that. That he did was he was led to that part of the world, um, and they and they used that as kind of a springboard for doing a couple things. But they had all the story that was uh, shut out before that they had to do something with and give it some sort of segue into. And so they do veer off from the comics quite a bit, but it's still worth a watch. It's uh, it's definitely worth a watch mm-hmm. if you watched Origins and. Absolutely hated it because it was just bad. Like, it was just a bad mm-hmm. movie. It yeah, should it not bad. have been
2: made. X Men's X Men: Days of Future Past came next, and that was one year after uh, after Wolverine came out, and it was given a larger budget of two hundred million. So we're back into larger budgets now that uh, the Wolverine character pretty much saved the franchise. Which you know, mm-hmm. kudos to Hugh Jackman for playing that character as well as he played that character. I honestly think up until Ryan Reynolds came over with Deadpool, Hugh Jackman was the one that carried the X-Men franchise for a while. So his shoulders and his back probably hurt. That's fair. I mean, Uh, I don't think
0: I think once first class came around, he wasn't carrying it quite as much. He had some assistance, but I definitely think that he was uh, the strength of that.
2: Opening weekend for Days of Future Past, $90 million. Domestic box office was $230 million And worldwide was $746 million. So we mm-hmm. are now, the franchise is now growing. Enter February 12th, 2016. Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. I know I personally took my wife. I flew to Greensboro, North Carolina, where my wife was working, and I took her to see this movie on Valentine's Day, because it is a love story. I don't care what anyone says. It is Deadpool. there. There's a love story in it. Yeah. <laughs> Guess the budget. Guess the budget for Deadpool. This is the part that would oh, just kill yeah. you. It's cheap. It is oh, yeah. very yeah, yeah. cheap. Two oh, yeah. years prior, Days of Future Past, $200 million budget. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't Deadpool. think
2: I a hundred dollar budget. Like it wasn't even a hundred million dollar budget. 58 million for Deadpool. That's higher it, than I thought it was opening weekend. It's opening weekend. A hundred and thirty two million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's opening. I helped support that. Oh yeah. I did too.
0: <laughs> That's
1: a return with vengeance. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, I, I was just gonna say like ryan reynolds is absolutely phenomenal in that but like make no mistake the rest of the cast is also just oh yeah a blast that movie is so good god i love god i love those movies so much so all right so you do know how that movie came to be don't you
2: yeah, he pitched and pitched and pitched and pitched, and then the it only was, reason why I got greenlit was because somebody air quoting leaked the footage. Oh, we all know on it was the internet Ryan Reynolds. We all know it was Ryan Reynolds. Within what? Within hours, it was in its hundreds of millions of views.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it was I was probably about forty five million of those.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I watched that footage over and over, but no, it was his pet project, and but but having that small of a budget because what'd you say, fifty six? Yeah. Not a big budget, but that's just 58. That just goes to show if you get good writers, good director, great vision, and a A great
2: main character.
0: Yeah. But then you have actors that truly believe in the project. Yeah, You don't need a butt ton of money. You just – you you don't. You're going to – if the actors
2: are having fun, it's going to show, and it's going to be a better movie for it. Domestic box office totals was three hundred and sixty three million dollars, a million and thirty dollars, uh, yeah. Whew, let me let me read that one point three million dollars more than the previous movie on opening weekend, and seven hundred and eighty one million worldwide. That's is what we call
1: a return. A return. Yes. Now, uh, now, b- before you move on, one thing that I think that Deadpool does that the Marvel is a little bit afraid to do is the rated R thing. It's been proven time and time again that when they're honest to the source material and they go to that extra gear like Logan, like Deadpool, it is it is successful. I think they're scared to do that because obviously PG-13, more people can go see it. But I think that's part of the reason Deadpool was so successful was they just let it go. They just let it happen and
0: Mm -hmm. people loved
1: it. Um, Well, speaking
0: of letting it go, now that Disney has it, they're going to frozen that shit and let it go and let it happen because they've said they're going to let the next one be art. It, it will be, it will be I'm yeah. sure it
2: will be And I, It's a cash I, cow They have to let it go they, if, if they try um, to put creative rights on that And put restrictions on the new Deadpool movie It's going to bomb And Disney's going to feel the lash for that I, do I would imagine
1: it. I would imagine if Deadpool 3 Even if it is a little bit raunchy Or funny or whatever If it came out and was rated PG-13 There would be thousands of people That would not go and see it yeah. just because it was rated PG-13. Yeah.
0: Now, I, uh, I I think I heard somewhere along the line that uh, Ryan Reynolds actually kind of put his foot down and was like, if we can't make it R and give us creative control because we made two really good ones, I'm out. All I'm right. done. And so they were going to lose their major actor. Uh, you know, the the reason why Deadpool is Deadpool, really. Uh, mm-hmm. in. You know, and you can't do that. You know, you can't lose Ryan Reynolds for it. His his entire personality, his delivery is just. And
2: he also did something. He also did something that I feel Disney's going to piggyback on, is he actually talked and there's this whole interview that I'll get into on the next on the continuation of of X is for X Men. Can we where, call it X two? Yes, I actually was going to call it uh, X two. Okay. <laughs> He actually just talked The next mutation. Come on, yes, man. Come on, now. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get it figured out. Anyways, my final closing thoughts for this evening is I'm gonna leave you with this little cliffhanger. Ryan Reynolds actually talked uh Hugh Jackman into reprising his role mm-hmm. as Wolverine for the new Deadpool 3 movie. Yep. And there is word on the block about If they can do this with Wolverine to bring Wolverine back, can they bring back the one, the only Iron Man for a Marvel crossover movie? No. We'll talk about that next week, ladies and gentlemen. So tune in for the continuation of X, X2, X the Continuum, New Mutants, the New Mutation, whatever we're going to call it for the second thing. Tune in and join us as we... Talk about the remainder of the movies, the timeline discrepancies, and hit on some finer points of some story arcs. Thanks for tuning in tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. Done. Done.